Hi guys, we're back. It's been a while. Um, the first six months of 2020 has been insane. Like, to say in the year of 2020, it hasn't even been a year yet, it's only literally six months. So I'm thinking, what is the next six months gonna bring the world? But yeah, we're back. We're healthy, we're safe, we made it, thank God, because a lot of people didn't. But yeah, Amen. you know, here's, um, I'm one of your hosts, Nicola. And my name is Finlay, you're the co-host. And today we have a special guest. Um, do you want to introduce yourself or do you want us to do it Introduce for you? yourself, girl. I can introduce myself. Um, hi. <laughs> hi guys, I'm Carlia. I'm the founder of Jammy, which is a discount card and marketplace for black owned businesses in the UK. Amazing. And I'm so happy. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, especially like during this time, because we know you're super busy. Your business is booming. Mm-hmm. rightfully so um so do you want to tell your the, our listeners a little bit about yourself and what your business actually is yeah sure so also thank you for having me I really appreciate the invitation um I'm excited right. to come and chat with you ladies um so I started Jamie back in August 2016 with the sole mission of just making it easier for people to buy from black owned businesses firstly but also making it something which could slot into people's everyday lives because Mm. uh, what I found was I was massively inspired by the previous Black Lives Matter movement that was really big in 2014 and 2015. Yeah. What I kind of found was everyone was talking about wanting to buy from black-owned businesses, but the actual action of doing it is, is it can be difficult, especially if you don't live in an area which, uh, in which you're surrounded by them. Um, It can be tricky. But also I wanted to make it something where so we didn't have to wait for a Black Lives Matter movement to remind us of why it was so important and to really kind of energise us to go out and do it. I wanted to create something which was a bit more positive, but got people thinking about doing it on a daily basis. Because when we think about um, black owned business growth and when we think about real economic change, that's going to happen through long term actions, not, you know, one or two days of people buying black owned um, businesses and so that's why um, that was kind of like the the reasoning and the thoughts behind um, me getting started it initially was a passion project for me but I was very fortunate I was able to kind of get to the point where I was able to do it full-time and to actually grow the team now so it's now me and my sister who work on it full-time oh, yeah um, older or younger Younger, younger. Oh, look um, at you! <laughs> I know she's um two two years younger than me, and now we've we've also got like a few freelancers on the team as well who kind of help us out uh, as and when. So it's really exciting. It's really exciting times, um, especially now. But we've just kind of like ever since um I started, I've just been kind of iterating and and changing the platform and growing it and just making it as as kind of like as close to all of the really great shopping platforms that are out there as possible because everything we do is just like how can we make shopping from black owned businesses as convenient as it is mm-hmm. to shop at any other mainstream alternative yeah it makes complete it's sense true. because um yeah it's kind of like we need to find alternatives that slot into our everyday lives and what we kind of already buy as well because I think the lot of 
the idea around like buying from black home do you think oh you have to kind of go out of your way buy something that you wouldn't usually buy versus actually looking for something that mm-hmm. you already use often and finding mm. it black owned and then obviously there's the ease issue of it um even kind of like research when you research black owned businesses it's 90 percent of the time it's american <laughs> they're the ones that come yeah. up in the, the, the um the, the searches like <laughs> honestly because even like putting together like um social posts and things for our kind of feed around black owned businesses um it was difficult to find british owned like it, you have to really look for it. So your platform is so useful in the sense that you've kind of aggregated it all together and it's an easy mm-hmm. way for people to find what they're looking for. It's true. Yeah, I mean, like, I definitely found, especially when I was first starting, I definitely found that, like, finding businesses, like you say, where you could just swap out for alternatives, like you weren't having to buy an additional product that you had no intention of buying, but because it was black owned and you wanted to support, you were like, okay, let me get this thing. Um, but like the more that um, it's easy to find, for instance, black owned skincare or hair care or white t-shirts or like anything, which is like, I'm buying this anyway. So let me just buy it from a black owned business. Um, so we're really trying to like double down on those types of industries in particular, because that's mm-hmm. how, that's how you get real growth with like the repeatable purchases. That's how businesses really, really grow. This is true. And in terms of, cause Obviously, I did like a bit of research into you before, before this interview. <laughs> um, in an inter in an interview, you said you were interested in politics. Okay, I did. so explain. I did <laughs> how Back you came about this. Explain. You went yes. into the archives. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I was once upon a time really interested in politics, but well, I, I wouldn't say I'm not now. But. When I was mm-hmm. um, 16, so that was when, that was the 2010 elections and I was like watching it and I was thinking, these guys are doing a madness. I don't understand what's going on <laughs> with what they're saying. And I, mm-hmm. it was around the time where I had to pick my A-levels. And so I decided to choose politics because I was just like, it seems to me like, I, I, I couldn't understand what was going on and why um, the politicians were acting, how they were acting. <laughs> and so I was like, I need yep. to learn more about it. And I got really into it. I loved it at A-level. And then at uni, I did politics, philosophy and economics because that was what all the politicians did. And I had dreams of being prime minister. But really, it was, a kind, it was definitely a case of the closer I got to it, the more I was very d- uninterested and realised that it was not for me. Because I kind Sometimes of just realised like that, that the way politics works, especially we're seeing this now, like it's very um, ineffective if you... If you know you, it's very ineffective. Like all the things that are going on now, you know, with the 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 new, I think it's the Race and Equalities Commission that just got launched, and all of this kind of stuff, which is just, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's, it's a total. It's, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's not even the words. There's yeah. not even words for it. It's just and I was a just like, tool you know for what? them to like pretend that they're doing something. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, I couldn't be in... Imagine if I was in government and I had to co-sign that because if I didn't co-sign these terrible policies, then there's no way I would get into a position of power where I could actually do something. And I was like, that's not who I am. Some people, they're capable of doing that and, you know, 
judgment no judgment I don't know on on those people but for me like that's that's not my style and and it was when I was in uni I started to learn about this concept of like social enterprise but also like how you can create a business which has purpose at its heart yeah. so it's it's, it's, a to- yes. it's a total business it's run like a business but as it grows like its positive impact on society grows as well and so that was when I really started to kind of like be interested in like okay well maybe this is the path for me yeah it makes complete yeah. sense, yeah. especially about the, the the politics part. Because they say that if you want to make real change, don't go in politics. Don't go into politics. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's so sad, though. Do you not think that's sad? Do you not think that's sad? Like a a job which, in at its core, is supposed to bring change to like the majority of people. If you can't even successfully do that, it seems. You know what? I think, I I, I think. It really depends because I think when it comes to politics, and I can talk about this for ages, so I won't. I will try not to go on. But I feel like when you're a politician, first of all, your success is so dependent on events and things that you can't control. Yeah. And so yeah. if if you have like politicians, which their whole core being and purpose is pushing what just happens to be like the topic of the day, then they're going to be really successful and they're going to put they're going to get all of their policies through and all this kind of stuff. But if it's not, then they they won't get anywhere. But also, politicians can be can be impactful at different levels. Like, for instance, Diane Abbott, massively impactful mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as an MP, like, you know, as a politician. Obviously, she's not able to get certain policies through, but she still has an impact. But for me, I was just like, I, w- I didn't like the lack of control I felt that you'd have as a politician, just at the whim of other party members and who likes you and who doesn't like you and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's basically like a popularity contest. Like, honestly, it's literally like a popularity contest. Yeah. Okay, so back to business. (laughs) Oh, yes, back to business, yes. Because we literally could go on. Um, So, do you want to give, like, a breakdown of, like, the process you went through to getting it off the ground from, like... Um, idea stage up to actual like launch like what mm-hmm. did you have to do because yeah. I feel like a lot of people they they have an idea but executing it is yeah, yeah the process is lost and it's a long process so a hundred percent like I say so Jamie's my first business and so when I was starting I had no idea what I was going to do um, or how I was going to get started. But what I did, and what I would recommend for people as well, is just to break it down into, like, what is it that you need to do? And I stress on the need, not want, need to do. And there are certain things that you need to do. So the most important thing is you need to validate your idea, which basically means, is it worth you put? You need to work out as quickly as you can, is it worth you putting any more time or money into this business idea? Uh, because that will stop you from wasting both your time and your money which you can do in like a variety of different ways. You can do it with an Instagram page. You can do it by making a really basic version of your product, which is what the route that I went down. I made a really basic version of the Jammy card to see if people would buy it and if they would use it. And then I iterated. So for me, it took about six months, but I would say that that was too quick for what I was trying to do because I rushed through a lot of stuff and that meant that I didn't think things all the way through. And so I then, once I had launched, had to spend a lot of time unpicking some of the mistakes that I made and kind of uh, rethink, reevaluating some of the choices that I made. So I wouldn't recommend anyone rush, but I would say just focus on the things that matter. The things that matter is like 
getting the bare basics of your product working. Um, so the things that you, what is it that you want people to buy from you? Like get those things working, but it doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be good enough to know whether or not people are gonna buy it. You know, you can set up an Instagram, you can set up like an Amazon, Shopify. You don't even have to spend that much money like investing in a website and, and all of this kind of stuff. Just invest in the things which you absolutely need. And then okay. once, then you can see how it works. Like you might find that actually people respond better to this type of branding than this type of branding. That if you use, um, if you use this certain text, then you'll get people buying. But if you use this type of text, then they'll be following you or they'll subscribe. And just kind of learn things that actually the thing that you thought was going to be the main feature of your website or of your product, no one uses, and they're loving this whole other thing. I mean, that's how Instagram got created. Like Instagram was like a fully functional app. And then they realized that people only ever used the photo sharing button. Like, oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so they just was like, oh, okay, we'll just cut away with everything else then. And we'll just focus on this. Um, so because when you're starting a business, it's all, when it's all in your head, you don't actually know what is, what's going to work and what's not, what's worth it. Yeah, exactly. Nice, complete sense. So carrying on from, on that, on from that question. So when you were um, creating the the initial kind of product did you create it and then kind of get feedback from people did you just create it and then just put it out there do you get what I mean yeah yeah so it's a bit of both so when it came to the partner side that was very very kind of like iterative so the first the very first thing I did was start calling businesses because I didn't even know if they'd be interested in working with me. I didn't know if they would like my concept and all this kind of thing. So I just started calling them, asking for their feedback, asking for their opinion, but then also just asking them like, you know, what other things would you like to see from a product like Jammy? How else could we help you kind of thing? Um, and so I started to develop Jammy from that sense. Um, when it came to the Jammy cards, that I just kind of like, I built up social media. I could tell that there was an interest in it. Um, I built it up and then started selling jammy cards but then we've always been very open on our on our Instagram on our Twitter so if we ever had feedback we'd speak to card holders we'd ask them what they liked we'd ask them like what type of businesses is, is it that you're looking for so that we can then go and find those businesses for them we've always had like a very open dialogue with like both sides of our platform which has um, helped us a lot that's, that's good that's really good so once you did that, what did you kind of do next? So I, so once I launched, do you mean like after I launched? Yeah, so once you've kind of um, launched the, the um, minimal viable product and kind of mm-hmm. understood what people want and changed it, what kind of, what steps did you take after that? So this is why I say that I worked too fast because I had no plan for what I was going to do after I launched or after I validated or anything because I had all I did, I focused all my energy on launching. Yeah. Um, and then after I launched, I kind of just sat and I was like, okay, I have no idea what to do. But you did it. I know. But it took me a long time. This is why I I, I say, like, you have to think about these things, like, before, like, take time and just think about them. Because I I, eventually I worked it out. um, And I kind of got into a groove with marketing and all of this kind of stuff. But it, it took a while. And it meant also that I was stuck using my minimum viable product for way longer than I than I needed to. I mean, 
our we had um like a, a basic version of the website from launch until November 2019 that was seven months ago Um, because I didn't because I didn't think it through all the way through to the end and didn't do the necessary thinking even when it came time to do updates I didn't really know what I wanted I knew I'd spoken to um I was speaking to partners I was speaking to cardholders um so I knew what they wanted but in my head it wasn't aligning into okay a full vision because I didn't I hadn't done the work I hadn't thought about what would the ideal website be and what would it do and all this kind of stuff. Um, But then kind of towards, I think, around this time last year, it started to crystallise what it was that we really needed to be able to do, like what capabilities we needed, where things could be improved in terms of the website. And then we like enlisted a web developer who helped us like connect all the dots and get all sorted. Um, And then, yeah, November 2019, the new, the brand new, much improved website launched. Perfect. Perfect. Got there in the end. <laughs> so this is yeah. what I want Got to know as end. well. <laughs> so you so you said this took um like a long time. I understand you were a marketing manager and an operations manager uh, whilst yes. you were creating Jamie. Yeah. So you basically had two jobs <laughs> and Jamie, yeah. do you think that maybe had a part to play <laughs> in that? Because, God, that's a lot. I love oh, big jobs, yeah, you know, oh, especially operations. That's their busy jobs. That's two That's a hybrid role. That's two. Because operations, it's a hybrid role. It's the complete It was like, so yeah, it was mad. It was uh, Basically, what happened was, I had a, when I started Jammy, I had a job um, at a co-working space, but I decided that I wanted to leave that role. And I had a conversation with an investor who I'd actually met just before Jammy launched and he'd come to um, Jammy's party and all this kind of stuff. And I just said, look, I want to leave. Um, if you know of any jobs, I was like, I have no idea what I want to do, but if you know of any jobs, let me know. And he was like, well, there's two organizations that I'm investing in. One of them is a Caribbean quick service restaurant, kind of like a prep type thing. Um, one of them is completely different. It's a charity that's setting up to help Ghanaian businesses scale, sustainably scale. Yeah. Um, and so I was just like, yeah, sure. I, in my, I was just like, yeah, I'll do that. It's a job. And not only that, like it's two th- like it directly aligns with the things that are important to me, black owned business, yes. and growing black owned business. So I was like, yeah, sure. But the jobs that they needed me to do were so different. Like you said, like one was marketing, one was operations, and I didn't have experience in either of them. But I really took it as like, this is paid work experience for Jamie. No one else yeah. is gonna pay me to do these jobs apart well, from this company. <laughs> yeah, I was the first employee for both of them. So oh, okay. I was really on the ground doing everything. At, I think she gets so yeah. much experience with startups. Like, uh, yeah, damn. it was the it was the world's best, most stressful work experience ever. Um, oh, I don't. Uh, you know what? I, I I I you inspire me, but I don't envy you. <laughs> it was. Oh my god! You I could tell you, me, it girl. was hard. It was hard. Oh my gosh! It so was then, the hardest year and a half of my life so hard so when you were there working for these two places Mm -hmm. and you say you met an investor so when it comes to funding did you take the money you were earning and put it into jammy or were Mm. you helped by like an investor so for the longest time it was very much like it's my money and I invested my own money because I felt like I don't know what I'm doing yet I did not know what I was doing um, and I didn't want to be going to an investor and saying, hey, can you give me an amount 
that I've just picked from thin air and I'm going to spend it on some random stuff. And so I just invested all like my own savings, my, my own money in getting it started. Also, bearing in mind during this time period, I didn't have that much time to put into it. I was I really saw it as a learning experience. So if I can keep Jammy going during this time, not trying to grow it, I'm just keeping it alive and existing and doing yeah. the as much as I can, then when time comes, I will have so much experience and knowledge to kind of put into it. To know to where so to I, take it. Exactly, exactly. And so I just invested everything that I had into it. Um, but also I was very acutely aware of like what's our break e- um, our break even point each month like how much money do we need to make each month for me to not be losing money when I'm not able to put time in and so I put I just made sure that we weren't losing money month on month it wasn't about making money okay. it was about keeping it keeping it alive and keeping it doing what it was supposed to be doing but not thinking strategically about the website and all of this extra stuff um, yeah that was hard. Okay. I didn't even think about that time anymore because it was oh, <laughs> the stress. But it was all good because now I know so much about marketing and operations. So. <laughs> so would you say, like, what inspired you? Because like you're saying, you say you don't think back to it, like, very much. And it was really hard. But, like, what inspired you to keep going? Because I know, like, with so many people, so many people have great ideas. It's just... And so many people start. I mean, I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. I'm, I'm a person who starts and I just don't finish. But, mm-hmm. like... What's the drive? Like, what is the thing that, like, keeps you going? Like, the motivational force behind you? I think, so I think for me, it's that I believe in the concept of Jammy so much. Like, I I believe that if Jammy succeeds, it could be game-changing. Yeah. Absolutely game-changing. If Jammy yeah. succeeds, the community, black businesses yeah. succeed. You're absolutely right. I agree. That, and it's that true. is what keeps me going yeah it's just like imagine mm-hmm. I've got all these dreams for it I've got all of this stuff that I really want to happen I'm just like could you imagine if this comes true like the the wealth that and opportunities that could be created by our community like yeah that is that could that's just phenomenal it's like mind-blowing to me and that's what keeps me going because I believe that it's possible yeah but I just have to keep going and so even when it's difficult um and when you know, stressful things are happening whatever like I just I stay motivated because I'm just like um it's bigger than me it's bigger than me and my emotions it's much bigger than that now we've got 160 black owned businesses that we work with we've got so many card holders and website users people who Mm -hmm. are have shown their commitment who are showing up for black owned businesses every day they're buying from them it's much bigger than just me and you and so that's what kind of keeps me moving forward um and keeps me passionate. I love the community. I love our people. I love our culture. Um, yep. I just, I just believe that we, we. It needs protection. It needs celebration. Um, it needs every. It needs everything. It deserves everything. Yeah, it's so true. It's, it's true. true. That's so That's powerful because a lot of, I feel like a lot of business owners they they get to a point where they have to dig deep for that for that motivation because <clears throat> a lot of them get to a point where you feel like oh, I just can't bother with this so like should I just give up but they have to dig yeah. deep to get that motivation like no actually if this is bigger than me and especially when there's such a powerful platform that you've created like yours that are actually going to help <clears throat> people and the community so how obviously you've touched on it a little bit but how difficult 
has it been being like in a business owner, especially a first time business owner? And like, what kind of things did you do you know now that you wish you knew before? Hindsight's a beautiful thing. Hindsight's a beautiful thing. So I won't lie, it's been really difficult. But that's the nature of starting a business. And it's difficult because it's not the tasks. The tasks are not difficult. They're easy. Like the actual, like, if you t- if you take the emotion out of it, running a business is like, you know, packaging up um, products and, and calling supplies and that kind of stuff. But when you add that layer of uncertainty and the fact that you've invested yourself into it, not just your money, but actually yourself, um, it's really, really hard when you believe, when you, you really believe something's going to succeed and you believe it needs to succeed, but things aren't coming together for you and you don't know why. That's really tricky. Yeah, it's really emotional yeah. and, it, and, it's, and it can be really lonely as well. Um, but it's just the case for me, I've just had to develop like coping strategies. So if I'm getting too lonely, if I, if I feel lonely, like I make sure I know who I can call and um, I go and like, I go for walks. I, I, like for me, um, when things get too much exercise is a really good thing for me to do. Get fresh air, go for a run, do a workout, like little things like that. And I also had to learn, I uh, had to learn the hard way that I, ha- that I had to separate my own sense of identity and my own sense of self-worth and self-esteem from the success of the business. Because obviously, especially when it was just me doing it, obviously you're go- I'm going to think to myself, oh no, Jamie's wins and fails are my uh, wins and fails. But that's actually not how it works. Uh, that's not how business works. And you have to separate yourself from that and realize that this is actually an external entity now I can't control everything that happens and when you do that it's like a weight off your shoulders but it's it's a hard lesson to learn and yeah no it makes complete sense that's true yeah I feel like that's a good lesson for life in general like whether you're a business owner or whether you actually like work in the nine to five and the position that you have doesn't work out so a lot of people Mm -hmm. it's a lot of pressure that we all kind of put on ourselves to be like this external thing that we're showing the world that we've what we're doing or what we've created is a view of us but really it's not it's something it's complete yeah it's very separate yeah so um in terms of like obviously you're a beautiful black woman business lady um would you say that outside of kind of the community that you kind of work with do you feel like you've had any kind of different treatment amongst like external business peers because you're uh, a black woman business owner so I so I would say I've had interesting treatment because of the nature of Jamie. And because of what we do. So obviously we are in support of, of black owned businesses. And especially a few years ago when we first got started, there was a lot of like, why black? Why not Bane? Why not ethnic minority? Oh. Why not? And I was always just, yeah. Well, 2020 has probably corrected that for them. 
Well, but but the thing, I was always adamant. I was always adamant. It's black. Like, I can't speak for any other ethnic minority other than my own, first of all. Second of all, what's the problem with black? (laughs) Like, it is what it is. I said what I said. Like, (laughs) do you think that was a question? There was kind of this um, idiotic, like, idea that focusing on black businesses wouldn't make it successful and it wasn't like a big enough market for you to actually do you think that's kind of where a hundred percent a hundred that is exactly what it was like people with the people were telling me first of all you can't build a business off black people um which first of all you absolutely can and second of all actually i've always said that um everyone and anyone should be buying black uh, sorry should be buying jammy cards and should be buying from black owned businesses because a lot of our partners for instance like my mum she's english she uses our partners because she's got curly hair yeah like do you know what i mean like but you know anyone can buy a candle <laughs> from a black owned business <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you make a valid point though. If it's good, it's good. Yeah, and and so like so. First of all, like it's it says a lot about them that they think that only black people can buy from black owned businesses. That's absolutely yeah. not the case. Obviously, there are some products that they make which are catered for black people. You know, if they're making um, foundation for darker skin tones, um, if they're making Afro hair care products, especially when it's targeted more to like four C hair, obviously their target market is going to be more more um, black people but for the majority of it anyone can buy their products so first of all that was I was just like that's wild and second of all who said you can't build a business without selling to black people <laughs> who said that look at the hair care industry the hair the hair care industry <laughs> like how, how do you think they sustain themselves? Honestly, <laughs> every day we're using half of the product in our hair. Like, half of do the you know what I mean? <laughs> it's just. Do you like, know how intensive wash days are? Wild. It's crazy. Do you know what I mean? Do you know how much um, black women will spend on beauty products? It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. So I was just like, you guys are wild, and I'm just gonna ignore you. And and actually, I did get that criticism from black and non-black people. Um, for often when it came to black people it was often older generations because they, they tend to be more risk averse and and less kind of like connected yeah. to the black movement than our generation which i understand that like, we're massively inspired by black lives matter it's different whatever but yeah i did get that criticism yeah. a lot i got told a lot shouldn't you take the black out of jammy and just be a retailer or something i was just like no um and kind of hide the fact that it's all black owned businesses and just be like, we're just a, we're a carefully curated selection or something. I was just like, no. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, oh. so there's been, there's been some really strange conversations around that. Um, me as a black business owner, I think because a lot of my dealings has been within the community and from a business perspective, I haven't had that much kind of backlash yeah. or mm-hmm. kind of strange conversations. I've been very fortunate because I know that a lot of people cannot say the same. Mm. Um, and I've also been lucky that non-black people that I've kind of come like had conversations with and stuff, they tended to have understood where I was coming from or at least kind of understood to the degree where they were like, I recognise that this is a need. I maybe don't fully understand it, but I'm not going to make any difficult comments and I'm not going to be weird about it. Like, I I understand that it's important. So I have actually been quite fortunate with that. That's so good. That's really, really good. Um, what would you... Actually, sorry, I just thought... Could you summarise, like, what 
um, the jammy card actually is because I just realised that we didn't <laughs> we didn't speak about. It. Oh yeah, we just spoke about the platform. That's true. That's I was true. Like, don't say in. Yeah, just so, platform. We're gonna have to like re-edit this so this comes at the beginning. Yeah. That's another thing that <laughs> so, we offer the, up with um, on, on the website, right? Aside, yeah. Um, being able to purchase the month, yeah. So the Jammy card is a discount card for black-owned businesses in the UK. So basically, what it means is you get a Jammy card, which is £14.95. It lasts you for a whole year. And you will get discounts of up to 40% at all of the businesses that we work with. And we're always adding on new businesses as well. So the list is ever-growing. We're currently partnered with about 160 um, businesses, mainly online. But we also have a growing number of um physical stores as well, like restaurants and coffee shops and stuff like that. Where are the restaurants uh, located? Mainly, are they like... Mainly London. Mainly London. Ooh. Um, Good for <laughs> But we are doing... There's, we're doing a lot of marketplaces and we have like a lot of partners in Birmingham and Bristol who, are, who do a lot of part, okay. do a lot of marketplaces as well. So if you are in places like that, then you can take your jammy card. We'll, we'll always let you know when they're popping up. You can take your jammy card, go and get your discount there. Businesses like skincare, hair care, greetings cards, clothes, swimwear, stationery, accessories, I could go on. Um, uh, like loads and loads and loads of different businesses. And like, I think we kind of touched on it earlier about talking about, you know, not just have like buying from black owned businesses for products which you're buying anyway and one thing that we're really excited about and really proud of is that our partner list is so diverse it's not just the types of things that you would kind of quote unquote expect from a black business owner um it's just this huge like puzzles puzzles books like so many different um products that black businesses are creating which is amazing oh that's so cool that does sound amazing Oh, imagine with Jamie and the rest of the work everybody is doing. Twenty twenty two could be our new twenty twenty. I honestly, I I believe I really believe people are saying, honestly. you know, oh. do we think this is gonna be permanent? You know, is this change gonna last? You know, I definitely think obviously attention's gonna die down. Things are not going to change overnight. But on the flip yeah. side, like people are discovering black owned businesses they never knew existed last month. And yeah. with that, and for so many black-owned businesses, all they needed was that visibility. All they needed was that attention, and they can do the rest because their product bangs. And once you've bought it's it true. once, you will buy it again, and you're a customer for life. And I, I really do think that, in some respects, not all, but in some respects, this will be a bit of a watershed moment when we look back on it. It's too early to say for sure, but I, I think there's something. Something feels different. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it feels different yeah it's like it feels like it's a light bulb moment for a lot of people for a lot of people people. even Mm. people who were very aware and like um knew exactly what's going on but it just feels different like the energy just feels different the vim is (laughs) no the vim is definitely there (laughs) (laughs) right now but yeah in in light of that actually like how have you seen your business kind of blossom even more and grow even further because of the the movement that's really happening at the moment like yeah how's it been for you so we have seen some crazy numbers over the last kind of two weeks or so like our website traffic has gone up by two thousand percent oh my god that's amazing in about five days yeah it was Mm -hmm. crazy 
our partners have been selling out. Like, there's one partner who messaged me and was like, I have nothing left. I cannot <laughs> sell anything. <laughs> there's nothing. Like, I've, oh, you no. know, <laughs> like, I've had, like, like, everyone is like we've never sold so many jammy cars as we're selling right now and and amazingly as well i kind of going back to my point about kind of like non-black community never had so many non-black card holders as we have as we have at this moment in time so many people oh. from outside the community are buying like our little black books which is like our mini catalogs where you can discover black owned businesses are buying the jammy card they're using the website to find businesses they're tagging us they're they're I mean, everyone, black and non-black, are, are putting their money where their mouth is for the last two weeks anyway, have been spending in crazy amounts, which just goes to show there is money for black-owned businesses, like revenue, yep. customer-funded growth. There is money for black-owned businesses when people realise how important it is and when they discover how amazing they are. And so that is why I do think, like, obviously things will settle we're not going to see this level of activity um over a long-term period well at least not for the next you know the next few months like we i do know that's going to happen but there will be it's it's sticky things will stick things will stick when people have used the jammy Mm -hmm. website once they'll use it again when they bought from this black brand once they'll do it again exactly exactly they know now in terms of like, just on a personal level, because I just really want to know, um, is there any brands that you personally are like in love with, like you you legitly love? Oh, uh, you can't do this to me because I love all of them. <laughs> I love That was all your disclaimer, them. it's I, fine. I love... You know what? I know. Come on, but girl. you know what? I'm a, I'm a hair care product junkie. I oh, love yeah. trying new hair products. I love, I love, I love. And at the moment, I, I'm... A lot of the time I'm using Born Beautiful Naturals um, okay. or I'm using Innocent Hair Care on my hair. Um, okay. They're like my current favourites. But I'll, I'll switch all the time because I just love new products and then I'll go back to old that's products. True. Like, um, that's, my, that's my weakness. That gets most of my money is hair care. Um, like, I, could, I think I did an Instagram Live the other day on Jammy and I just sat and told everyone about all my hair care. <laughs> because like, it's amazing like, yeah because it's like you know people love like um Cantu and like Shea Moisture and As I Am and these aren't black owned brands um they're just they're the ones that we know they're the the kind of the ones that wait Shea Moisture's well not black owned not anymore not anymore they sold to Unilever but yeah. what I like about them though is that this is why I still use their products <laughs> is that I like the fact that the founder he Re- he invests into black entrepreneurship <coughs> um, oh okay that's true he used the money he used the money to invest in black women i think in particular black women oh okay because i won't even i wasn't even going to lie to you there's this one leaving that me and my sister like no not leaving like a uh what's those ones called the conditioner the deep conditioner that we love yeah. and honestly i just can't see my life without it for now let me tell i mean you i could try another one one the Born Beautiful the Deep, deep Conditioner. Because, listen, I'm, I'm a, a deep game conditioner thing. freak I love these it. days. I've been, I've been every week. On to, every, to it all the time because it's actually one of my favourite products ever. Honestly. Yeah, I'll send you the link. I, I really love it. I'll co-sign that. Because I use Cantu at the moment, but I could easily switch because it, it's all right. But <laughs> Yeah, there's so many. Yeah. This is why, like, before lockdown, we were planning on doing marketplaces and as many as we could because there's a lot of things, especially when it comes to hair care. If you just 
get in front of a product and you're like, can I smell it? Can I touch it? Can I see the texture? Let me just put it in it. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Like, and then you're like, you know what? Let me try this. And then that's, and then all of a sudden you're hooked. And then all these products, I used to love Cantu. Yeah. When it smells good, that's, that's the... A nice smelling conditioner. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, the plan is to, we're hoping once kind of lockdown eases and stuff, we'll get back onto that. Um, and just yeah, because it's just all about like when you bring people in front of, in front of the businesses, and you can kind of touch the product and ask questions and stuff. Like it just makes it so much easier to then be like, you know what, actually this is for me. I don't feel like I'm taking a risk in the same way that you might if you're just buying from online, and you're just seeing pictures or something like that. That's very true. So, what would you well, say is your biggest achievement then to date? My biggest achievement. I would say it's hiring my sister because she has always been such an that integral so part. Sweet. Yeah. She's just been always such an integral part of Jamie. And she and it kind of became clear around this time last year that I needed her to join full time and I had to like work out how to make it work. And her first day I was just so happy because I've been doing it on my own for a long time and she'd always been like you know she's been doing it in her evenings and weekends outside of work she'd been helping out and doing this she was always like whatever you need like I'll do it um and so being able to hire her and pay her her money and all that kind of stuff is definitely I think that will remain my proudest achievement for like the longest time that is wonderful I bet it's your parents like your parents are like I don't even if I had two daughters and I mean they were in business <laughs> together I honestly think I would honestly have sell like Batori drinks every Friday like, I'd be like to my children oh, no, they have been amazing they have been really supportive because they could have been I mean when I said I was going to hire her I obviously had to make sure that they knew right I've got an employment contract for her she's got an employment handbook everything's in writing because obviously you know you yeah. don't want any drama because it's just me and my sister as well it's not like um so if anything we didn't want anything any issues or anything like that and so I kind of explained to them right this is how I'm going to make sure she gets paid every month and then you know if anything happens then I've put money aside so she's not going to just be like out of a job or whatever like I made sure it was really formal just yeah. so like she felt pro- she felt pro- protected and I also felt like as my big sister I need to do everything I can to make sure she's fine but they've always my parents have always been really really supportive and I've been very very lucky because of that that's that's amazing we love we love mm. to see it we love to hear it and <laughs> we love to see it it's family business now <laughs> at the moment it pretty really much is. it really is it really is um oh. and it's nice it means that we're kind of it, it's because our vibe like even with our partners is very much like community family vibe very chatty we kind of um we like to know them and so it, and i suppose it just emanates from internal because that's how we are nice so what's next then what's what's the next step for you so it's a good question i mean if you asked me a week ago or two weeks ago i'd have said a different answer to if you asked me before lockdown um I think at the moment like at this moment in time it's just about think thinking okay how can we take this incredible energy that everyone has that everyone wants to buy from black and businesses and how can we make sure that they are continuing to do so in three weeks time and three months time in 2021 and 22 etc so how what can we do as jammy to make sure that we are continuing to make it super easy for people to to make sure that black owned businesses are front of mind every time they have something to buy 
um, and things like that. Like that is like our primary thing that we're thinking about. Like when lockdown eases and we kind of get a lay of the land, definitely going to organize marketplaces, definitely going to get, bring people together, um, Mm -hmm. kind of come together as one as a community. And lastly, I really, really want to expand further outside of London. Yeah. Because, you know, black people are across the UK. um, And I think it's important. Yeah. And it's important that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're in Bristol, if you're in Manchester, if you're in Leeds, that you're able to shop with black owned businesses that are close to you um, in your area. And and that black owned businesses in those cities are able to come together and grow as one as well. Um, Because a lot of like the resources and stuff are skewed towards London um, at the moment. So, yeah. That's the, the three-step plan. <laughs> nice. And it sounds like a good plan. Thank you. <laughs> Can't wait to see it flourish even more. So, I guess... Do, Nicola, do you have any more questions, girl? I'm, 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 I'm being time-conscious here. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> so, so, I think what we want to know now is where can the people then find <laughs> you and if there's anything yeah. yeah where can they find you plug everything plug everyone if you can <laughs> love it love it so uh you can find our website on lovejammy.com that's l-o-v-e-j-a-m-i-i.com you can find us on twitter on instagram on facebook on linkedin at uk jammy that's uk j-a-m-i-i if you want to follow me personally, that's fine. DMs are always open if you want to ask any questions. That's Kalia Ismain, K-H-A-L-I-A-I-S-M-A-I-N. I'm on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow yes. Courtney, who's my sister, you can also. But, Shout um, out to Courtney. I think she's on private. <laughs> I think she's on private. If she accepts you. <laughs> so, request. Exactly. Request. Be like, if she wants if to she, accept you. Yeah, if she wants to, she might. She probably won't. But, um, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, to be fair, with time, the follows will come to her naturally anyway. That's Do you know very what I mean? true. That's very true. That's very true. Um, at the moment, exactly. she's, she's loving the working in the background and just like making it all happen. <laughs> nice, <laughs> exactly. Well, Kandia, oh, it was lovely speaking to you. Just so enjoyable as well. Hope you enjoyed it's it. Just, it's just nice. It's nice to you know get away from everything for a while. Put the phone down. Step away from socials, and you know just talk about something positive. Good yeah. Chat, yeah, yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. This has been really great. It's been really lovely to speak to you guys. It's been therapeutic as well. So have a laugh. Yeah, have a laugh yeah. and a chat. Yeah. But yeah, thanks so much. Thank you guys for yeah. listening as well. Hope you found this like really useful. Um, yes. As Kalia said, you've got her social, so follow her personally and follow the business as well. Oh, and check out her website and amazing mm-hmm. black businesses as well. It's true. And you know what? It's never too early or too late to start buying black. Like, I'm just... You're just throwing never. it out there. Yeah, like, it never no one's, is. Every day. It's true, because me and Nicola spoke about it the other day, and I was saying to her that there's certain things I know because of, like, my budgeting and just the way I am in general. There's going... There's not... I won't be able to go all, like, buy all black because mm-hmm. I just don't have the means to... But it's the small things. It's 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 really the small things. It's down to like the makeup, hair, the hair care, yeah. like the things you know. 
Yeah, exactly. It's the things you know you can you can do. Do it. A hundred percent. And like I, <laughs> I, I, I really believe in that. Especially what you're saying. Like it's not. No one's saying that you have to do everything all the time. Like if you're not able to, it's just about doing what you can. That's yeah. what. That's the important thing. Do what you can. Don't bankrupt yourself because <laughs> how are you going to uplift the community if you can't uplift yourself? So don't that's, do that. That's true. But, but do what you can. <laughs> Nicola's like exactly. She literally was telling me the other day. I was like, Nicola, I just want to buy everything black, but it's so expensive. Well, I was like, but can you afford it though? <laughs> Have you got the money though? <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, no. <laughs> but yeah, no. Thank you so much, Kalia. It's been amazing. It really has. Like no oh, problem at all. Thank nice. you for the invite. Don't worry. Yeah, have a lovely no evening, ladies. You too. You too okay, girl. guys. Until next time. All right. Stay booked, busy, and minding your own business. Bye. <laughs> Bye.